0: Welcome to the Ingenious Podcast, a snapshot of future B2B marketing trends and and use-it-now tips. Learn to be wildly effective in professional services. Each episode features experts with new ideas for your branding and competitive success. Welcome to your Digital Business Development Toolkit, an Ingenious Podcast series by Ingenuity Marketing Group. I'm Christine Nelson, your host today. The title of this episode is the magic of virtual networking. Joining me is Brooke Visser, our SEO and social strategy consultant here at Ingenuity Marketing Group. As our digital consultant, Brooke helps clients understand that search engine optimization is about helping people connect to the services they need. Once they find the services, they want to connect with people. So we're going to explore various ways that professionals can connect to potential clients online Through virtual networking tools well thanks for joining me today Brooke
1: thanks for having me
0: well we know that people are doing a lot more connecting online than they used to that includes video conferencing even social media but they're also researching things online and paying attention to you know opportunities to buy things Can you tell me what you're seeing with engagement among people online and how they're interacting? You're right that
1: people are getting used to being on video and using social media to communicate with each other more than ever before. I think over the past year, we've kind of been forced to learn more about that. But there's so many advantages that come with virtual networking. There's also a lot of advantages that come with online contact forms and increasing our use of Google or social advertising I would say that the comfort level that we all have with these online platforms and tools is increasing with time, and it will only continue to increase into the future as we continue to rely on these resources to connect with one another and target who we want to reach for our to meet our business goals.
0: I'm really glad that you brought up groups because I have seen interesting groups just explode. They've been out there for a long time, but Now, my husband, for example, he's in a Chevrolet Silverado group. He's in a Colorado 14ers hiking group. I mean, it seems like there's a group for any particular interest, whether personal or professional. What are you seeing?
1: Yeah, there's so many groups out there. I'm a part of a lot of personal groups as well on social media. Um, But the advantages of professional networking groups is huge right now. Social media platforms like Facebook, LinkedIn have groups, um, but even Slack has groups to connect with others as well. These groups just allow you to connect with anyone within an industry or within a focus area, and you can establish yourself in your firm or association as thought leaders by commenting on posts, answering questions, asking questions. Um, It's just a great tool to network and expand your reach in general.
0: Yeah, I've really found that participating in groups increases your visibility as well as your engagement because you might have your social posts out there as an association or a firm and you might get an occasional like or a couple people commenting unless it's, you know, maybe something about an individual person or something fun about the company. But in groups, people are having actual dialogues and conversations. And I find that that's really cool that you can get to know people better, even though you're talking virtually.
1: Yeah. And it's also a great way to stay engaged continuously with conversations within your industry and with other thought leaders. Because if you have a Facebook app or LinkedIn app on your cell phone, you'll get notifications of what's happening within those groups on your news feeds on those platforms. Um, It's a convenient way to keep it top of mind.
0: And learning about some of the trends in an industry or field of interest that you're focused on. Exactly. Great. Um, And I know this isn't technically networking, but I do want to address online ads because I think that that's a hot topic right now. And ads are really becoming that foot in the door when we're not able to go to trade shows or do a lot of in-person meetings Um, They are providing that visibility. So what are the opportunities that people have for targeting new audiences through online ads?
1: There are so many new opportunities with online advertising right now, Um, especially it's become even more critical to implement these new tools as we all are working virtually and finding more ways to virtually connect. You can create online ads on social media or you can also do it through Google Advertising. Um, And this is just a great way to create an online, maybe lead generation form or whatever tool that best aligns with your business goals to collect potential leads that are targeted based on where they live, maybe their job title, and industry that they work in. There are so many elements that you can target to collect information based on the people that you really wanna work with in the future.
0: And I think that's a good point, Brooke, because you might look at ads as like the be all and end all, but there's a lot of strategy behind targeting who you most want to talk to, for example. So just like you would look at any business relationship, you have to understand who your target audience is. And by knowing the characteristics, the needs, the worries, the the titles of the people, the industries they're in, even what schools they went to sometimes, um, you can really drill down in those tools to have the ads show up only to those people you most want to talk to.
1: Yes. And another great thing about online advertising is that we get to monitor all the data that comes with it. Um, So by monitoring that information, we can see how those potential leads are engaging with your website or with your lead generation form. Are they actually following through? How much of the content are they reading on your website? And that stuff can help inform future business or marketing information moving forward.
0: Yeah, again, um, the follow-up is crucial. Just like if you met someone at an in-person event, you would do a follow-up process. So if you're networking virtually through a social channel or you've got online ads out there, you've got to have some strategy that draws them back to a contact form to download something to spend some time getting to know you, and hopefully then that conversation happens in the future. But there's definitely that process and strategy of targeting the audience, creating your roadmap to have that initial conversation. And marketing and sales and the the partners of a firm or the executives in an association, you're all interwoven in that process when it's virtual communication. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the convenience that we've had with virtual networking. What are you seeing as some, as some of those advantages to doing it virtually rather than in person?
1: An advantage I've definitely experienced is being able to have a website or information available in front of me on my computer screen about the person or the firm or association that I'm talking with. Um, So I can ask really informed or insightful questions based on their website or whatever topic or conversation we're having right then and there. Uh, Whereas if I was having those conversations in person, it's easier to forget certain things that I wanted to ask or just not have all the information in front of me. So that's a huge advantage I feel like I have when I'm connecting virtually. What are advantages that you feel like you have?
0: Well, I have to agree with you. I'm not always the best at remembering multiple names, especially if it's a new relationship. So if we're having a video conference, to be able to have those notes in front of me on a screen, to know the people I'm going to be talking to, also, um, like you said, being able to call up a website if they have a question about something, or maybe there's a, a technical term that someone mentioned And I do like a quick Internet search to make sure that I'm getting the context of the conversation. And you cannot do that in person. That would be very awkward to get on your phone and say, oh, just a minute. You said that word. Let me just look that up. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been great. Um, I think the other thing that's an advantage is if you want efficiency in your networking process, you can schedule a day to plan like five virtual conversations. You're not spending time on the road, driving to a coffee shop or going to a half day meeting. You're engaged. You're not stressed from getting lost. You could even, you know, be in very comfortable clothing. I I see that we're getting a lot more casual in our business casual these days um, and and just really focus on talking to the person rather than all the logistics of setting up the meeting. I
1: agree. It's easier to connect virtually. You can do it from wherever you are.
0: And I think in the future, it should be something that we incorporate into our strategy. But we'll have those in-person meetings again. But what is wrong with occasionally setting up a video conference or a phone call just to be able to reach out to more people within a busy, a busy week? I think it's a great idea. It's time to start leveraging our technology.
1: And no judgment on what your hair looks like.
0: <laughs> exactly. Even the men, they're kind of growing their hair out a little yeah. longer now, too. They're, they're deciding they styles. like it. Yeah, we're all coming out of it with a much different sense of style. So one of the other things that I wanted to address, though, when we're talking about networking is it, it isn't always about getting a client, right? What, what are your thoughts on, you know, the definition of networking?
1: I don't think it's about always getting a client either. I think it's more focused on building a long standing and solid relationship. When we're connecting with potential leads, we have to understand that they might not become a client right away. But we want to just establish ourselves as a friend or a mentor or an advisor so that when they do have questions, they can come to us. Um, Another way to think about it might be just to stay top of mind Uh, by connecting regularly, maybe once a quarter. You can stay top of mind so that when issues do arise, they'll reach out to you and think of you first.
0: Right. And there are different ways that you can keep track of those relationships, you know, through your LinkedIn channel, your CRM. You can make notes to show when you've last been in touch. I mean, I have relationships where we have not done business together yet, and it's fine because I like connecting with people in different industries to understand what's going on within the industry, um, find out how they're doing. Sometimes they switch jobs and it's good to, you know, stay in touch with them to see where their career is taking them, see how they're advancing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is about the relationship. I agree with you.
1: Yeah, When you form that relationship first, it makes that partnership or the client experience even more meaningful or impactful down the road.
0: So final thoughts on networking. We talked about why people are doing it. We talked about some of the advantages and some of the tools that people are using to reach out virtually. We've also talked about why networking is important and why you should keep doing it. But I think final thoughts are that networking is not just about landing the client, but it is about creating new contacts. Can we talk a little bit about why we need new contacts in our, in our business relationships, in our firms, in our associations? It seems obvious, but yeah. we don't always do it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't always do it, but it definitely still needs to be done, even virtually. Well, we want to keep up with our list of contacts because it makes work fun. Um, We want to find new ways to grow our business, um, find new trends that we can help people implement into their businesses. But it's also important to keep finding new referrals, even just for the simple marketing aspects of our job, like finding those email lists, keeping those up to date, Mm. who actually wants to hear from us and this kind of goes along with targeting. We want to target the right people um, that are most interested in our products or services. So moving forward, having an up-to-date lists is really important.
0: I think you brought up a really good point. What many firms and associations have found through this process, because they had to communicate virtually with their target audience, their lists were old. Their database was out of date. They were trying to send out emails to keep people updated and they were getting bounce backs. So networking is part of that process of keeping your list up to date, clean, um, fresh. You've got new people you can reach out to as well as keeping your long time clients updated within your database. So all of that is connected. And if you're constantly sending information out to an old list or to your clients who've been with you forever, what are they going to do with that email a lot of the time? Delete it. Delete it, <laughs> not respond back. You start getting analytics that you know are really low on response mm-hmm. rates, really low on opens. Well, part of that is that you probably haven't been networking enough to bring in some new contacts to put into your CRM, put into your database. So, you know, when you're meeting new people virtually, again, that follow-up. Are you putting the name into the CRM? Are you connecting to them on LinkedIn so that you've got fresh people seeing your posts? It's very practically important, as well as the fun part of relationship building, like you were saying. Yeah. We're keeping it fresh personally, but we're also keeping it fresh for our practical marketing and business development activities. Yeah.
1: And putting in that work now to form those relationships and uh, collect potential leads allows it all to come full circle when the potential leads become clients.
0: Just like marketing, networking is for your future business. Sometimes you get lucky, you meet somebody and it's like, ah, it's like magic, like, oh, we're instant, you know, kindred spirits and we want to do (laughs) business together. But most of the time it doesn't happen that way. You meet somebody new and then it takes time to, to build that rapport and find out how you might be able to work together in the future. That could be years down the road, but that's okay because in three years, and five years, you're going to want new members. You're going to want new business. So start now.
1: Couldn't agree more.
0: All right. Well, this has been really fun, Brooke. As always, if you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us at Ingenuity. Thanks for listening to the Ingenious Podcast. If you like this podcast, please leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen Visit the show notes for this episode and all episodes at ingenuitymarketing.com forward slash podcast.